0: powerful, powerful message about the Holy Ghost. I have a little deal going on with Brother Peyton during this revival when he brings his pen and notepad. That's my cue to be deep. But today he forgot his pen and notepad. So we're going to play around in the shallows and see what God will do. Amen. So if you're blessed, thank God. And if you're not, blame Brother Peyton for forgetting his pen. Amen. (laughs) Hallelujah. (laughs) Turning in our Bibles to a very familiar passage of Scripture. Acts, the second chapter. Acts, the second chapter. We're going to read the first four verses of Acts, chapter 2. Amen. I want the Holy Ghost to be poured out today. And when the day of Pentecost was fully, I like that, come, they were all with one accord in one place. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven. As of a rushing mighty wind, and here's that word again, it filled all the house where they were sitting. And There appeared unto them cloven tongues like as of fire, and it sat upon each of them. And here's that word again. And they were all filled, everybody say filled, with the Holy Ghost, and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. Today, it is my assignment, my God-given assignment to preach simply, to preach passionately, to preach powerfully about the Holy Ghost. And and I'm going to do that with the Lord's help, and I'm going to entitle this setting, this meeting this morning, Beyond a Blessing, Beyond a Blessing. Somebody turn to your neighbor and say, this morning, I'm going to go beyond a blessing. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, yeah, turn to your neighbor. I mean, really mean it. Say, this morning, I'm going to go beyond a blessing. Oh, hallelujah. I feel something in this house. Turn to your other neighbor and say, would you go with me beyond the blessing? Hallelujah. Hey, ma'am, the Lord bless you this morning. You may be seated. Just a few moments of time. In 2022, it doesn't take somebody that has a very, very acute sense or awareness of things going on around them. But man, it is is very much so reaching to feel an empty place in his heart. 2020 was a very odd year, and we're two years past that. But the rippling effects still seem to be encroaching upon humanity. Time has revealed this empty space in a sinning or a sinful and unregenerated man or woman. And it is the nature of man to, to simply try to fill that space in that emptiness with money or drugs or illicit relationships. Simply put, to fill that space with the pleasures of sin and you find yourself empty, more empty than when you first began. A scientist by the name of Blaise Pascal said that there is a God-shaped vacuum in the heart of each man which cannot be satisfied by any created thing, but it can only be satisfied by God the creator made known through Jesus Christ. How many this morning can testify that that saying is true? I tried to fill the space with something that was created and it only left me empty. It was not until I got in touch with the creator of heaven and earth that my heart was filled and my heart was delivered and my life was changed this morning it's my desire that every member of this audience would be introduced and reintroduced if you already know him to the creator I haven't come to be seen. I have not come so you can be impressed with fancy words, but I've come with one purpose. Jesus, we must see you. Jesus, everybody in this house has got to be in touch with you. See, it's the Lord's desire. You've got to follow me now for every single one of us to be led by his spirit. And in fact, I can tell you today, if you are a first time guest, or if it's your first time in a long time, that it is nothing less than the spirit of God that is bid you to this house, that is bid you to 1418 West Columbus Street and it's not an accident that you're here and it's not an accident that I'm here and it's not an accident that I'm preaching about being filled by the Creator. The Lord doesn't only want to lead us, but he wants to touch us. No doubt as we were singing songs, everybody could feel the touch of the Lord. And it's his desire to bless us. But today, we've got to go beyond a blessing. Because it's really the Lord's desire that everybody is filled with. His spirit filled so much so that there's no more room for bitterness. Filled so much so that there's no more room for addiction. Filled so much so that there's no more room for Satan to have his way in your life. Right in that place when we get insight to the path beyond the blessing. It's almost as though we look and we see a man who was a prophet by the name of Joel who saw something miraculous and so far beyond his time and brother Joel shows us what is going to happen when the Spirit comes. And he says in Joel 2 and 27, and ye shall know that I am in the midst of Israel and that I am the Lord your God and none else. And my people shall never be ashamed. And it shall come to pass afterward that I will Pour out my spirit upon all flesh, and your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Your old men are gonna dream dreams, and your young men are gonna see visions. It's almost like Brother Joel was lifted up into a spiritual elevator and he thought it was his day. But right as he went to get off the elevator and experience this gift that he is writing about, the doors closed because it was not yet time. Then another man by the name of Isaiah shows up and he tells us how this is going to happen. In Isaiah 28 and 11, he sees and he writes down that with stammering lips and another tongue will he speak to this people to whom he said, this is the rest wherewith you. This is the refreshing. Hey, man, are you tired today? Do you have a, a weariness that goes beyond just a physical weariness? I'm here to tell you that what you need is to be filled with the Spirit. John the Baptist shows us who it is, who is going to fill us with the spirit in Mark 1 and 6. John was clothed in camel's hair and a girdle of skin about his loins, and he ate locusts and honey, and he preached and said, there is one coming who's mightier than I after me, the latchet of whose shoes I'm not worthy to stoop down and unloose. I indeed baptize you With water, but you're going to be baptized with the Holy Ghost in Jesus. Sits his disciples down and tells them where and when. In Luke 24 and verse 46, he says, Thus it is written, and thus it behooved Christ to suffer and to rise from the dead the third day. And that repentance and remission of sins should be preached in his name among all nations beginning at Jerusalem. So everybody's eyes have got to be on Jerusalem because that's the place where God's spirit is going to be poured out. In the middle, and I'm almost done here today, of this context, We happen upon two individuals. This is what I feel like really putting my finger on. That are on their way to Emmaus. In fact, Luke 24 and 13 says that they were about three score furlongs from Jerusalem. And they are walking toward Emmaus. The opposite direction. Jerusalem where Jesus told his disciples together and yes they have a good heart because they're talking about Jesus but while they're talking about Jesus they're walking away from the direction that Jesus told them to go and while they're walking while they're talking about Jesus, oh Holy Ghost, help me! Jesus shows up and starts walking with them, and starts communing with them. You see, that's how mercy is. Sometimes, when we are headed in the wrong direction, when we are confused and broken-hearted, and it's nothing that we. but we're walking in an opposite direction mercy will show up and start walking with us I'm here to not discount anybody's uh, desire for God Uh, I'm not here to discount uh, your your hunger for God Uh, but I'm here to tell you that you're walking the wrong way Uh, and the reason uh, that you feel led of the spirit of God uh, the reason that you feel touched of God uh, and the reason that you're blessed of God is not for you to continue walking uh, towards Emmaus uh, not to continue walking toward religion uh, but you've got to turn around and go toward Jerusalem you You've got to walk toward an experience that will change your life. Brothers and sisters, said a friend of mine, you've got to be filled with the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. And so the day of Pentecost was fully come. They were all with one accord in one place. And the word that Luke uses here, is suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind. You see, Pentecost and this experience has a sound that goes with it. It has a sound that will come forth from the innermost part of your being. There is a sound that will signal that you've been filled with the Spirit. It's amazing because the house was filled. And then every individual in the house was filled. The 120 were obedient to the word of God. As a matter of fact, Luke writes in Acts 1 and one and four that, that they were told to wait in Jerusalem, and they were there. They were waiting. I want you to hear me this morning. They were waiting with expectation. And the word that he used was suddenly, not surprisingly, but suddenly, when you come to this altar today to pray, I want you to come praying and I want you to come expecting. And when you come praying and when you come expecting, there's going to come a suddenly moment upon you when the Spirit of God will descend so quickly and begin to fill your heart. Suddenly, suddenly, they were all filled and the word of God was confirmed and the mockers that were standing around became believers I'm here to tell you that what you've got to do to be filled with the spirit is take a deep look on the inside and take a deep look at what has been produced on the outside and realize and acknowledge that in your life there is an emptiness you've got to mortify those desires don't just be sorry but be godly sorry because godly sorrow worketh repentance that leads to salvation. Be baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. Matthew twenty-eight, nineteen. Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost. I want to tell you today that name is Jesus. <laughs> that name is Jesus. You need the name of Jesus called over your life and you need to go down into a watery grave and rise to walk in newness of life. Romans 6 and 1, uh, Romans 6 and 4, therefore we are buried with him by baptism into death that like as Christ was raised up from the dead by the glory of God the Father, even so we also should walk in newness of life verse number five for if we have been planted together in the likeness of his death we shall also be in the likeness of his resurrection knowing this that our old man that empty man that drug abuser that pornography viewer that man that was driven by the desires of his flesh is now crucified with him And the body of sin has been destroyed. And no longer do I need to serve sin. For he that is dead is freed from sin. You need to receive this gift of the Holy Ghost. And it's going to be evident. By the words that you speak, there's going to be an unknown, unlearned tongue that will issue forth Acts 10 and 46. They heard them speak with other tongues and magnified God. You want me to tell you something amazing about speaking in tongues? Isaiah wrote that it's a pure language. When you break the sound barrier and you start speaking in tongues. You're speaking in a language that has no cuss words. You're speaking in a language that only magnifies and glorifies God. You're speaking in a language that is so far more beautiful than English because in English people use those words to curse God but when you speak in a heavenly language you're using words to magnify God and while you're magnifying God he's edifying you He's changing you. Brothers and sisters, you need to speak in tongues. You've got to go beyond the blessing. Go beyond the leading. Go beyond the good feeling. And enter in and be filled with the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Oh, let's raise our hands. I feel the Holy Ghost right now. I feel the Holy Ghost right now. GBFPC, this message isn't for saints. This message is for sinners. And you can Bind together with me, and we can see God do something amazing in this house this morning. As we stand together, who needs the Holy Ghost? Followers of Jesus need the Holy Ghost. Because in that upper room, there was a Peter, a James, a John, an Andrew, a Philip, a Thomas, a Bartholomew, a Matthew, a James, an a- a- of Alphaeus, a, a Simon Zelotus, and a Judas that was a brother of James, Acts 1 and 13. If you're a follower of Jesus, you need the Holy Ghost. If you are a walking miracle, you need the Holy Ghost. Because Acts 1 and 14 tells us, that Mary the mother of Jesus was also there to be filled with the Holy Ghost. If you're an outsider, you need the Holy Ghost, because Philip went down to the land of the outsiders, known as the Samaritans in Acts 8 and 5, and he preached Christ unto them. If you are a religious person like Paul, you need the Holy Ghost acts 9 and 15 through 18 and there that man that was religious the scales had fallen from his eyes and he received the gift of the holy ghost and if you're a praying person like cornelius in acts chapter 10 and you've been praying and wailing and crying out to god and you felt his touch and you felt his blessing you need the gift of the Holy Ghost. And if you're a church member like those that were disciples of John in Acts 19 you need the gift of the Holy Ghost. Acts 4 and 8. Then Peter filled with the Holy Ghost. Acts 4 and 31. They were all filled with the Holy Ghost. Acts 7 and 55. Being full of the Holy Ghost. Acts 11 and 24. Being Holy Ghost. Acts 13 and 9. Then Saul, who was also called Paul, filled with the Holy Ghost. Acts 13 and 52. And the disciples were filled with joy and filled with the Holy Ghost. Acts 2 and 4. And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost. I have just presented to you the most simple yet the most powerful message known to mankind. I have just preached to you the most simple but the most powerful way to step from the mire and the month of sin up into a place where God abides and where God reigns. My question for everybody today is this, do you Want to be filled with the Holy Ghost? Oh, come on, talk to me. Do you want to be filled with the Holy Ghost? what I'm looking for right now I'm looking for an agreement I'm waiting I'm looking for where the spirit and the bride agree and they both say come and drink so let me ask every altar worker let me ask every preacher let me ask every preacher's wife let me ask every saint young person and sinner do you want to be filled with the Holy Ghost oh we're almost oh God come on do you want to be filled with the Holy Ghost today he's filled the house and now it's time for him to fill every vessel if you're in this house today and you don't have the gift of the Holy Ghost I want to invite you to come to this altar as we lift our hands and pray pray think so you can step forward and get ready to help us is there anybody that wants the Holy Ghost today would you come would you come would you come is there anybody in this house that says God I acknowledge I've been living empty too long I I want you, I want you come on saints is there any saint that wants to come up to the altar and be filled with the Holy Ghost today today is your day and you don't have to leave the same way that you came Son